Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows, maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. And now, some Protectorate Production I have been listening to that story show for a very long time, even when I was jumping back in, uh, you know, when, uh, not since they started, but in the middle, you know, but I just want to say that Nobody's Listening was the name of the show originally, but you can find all the shows, whether it be Nobody's Listening or, or, uh, I have told you, I am a slime lord from the planet, can't stand it, no, that's the galaxy. Bells in the Bat Free, John Bell's show, can be found at thebatfree.com, on the Mutual Audio Network, and finer podcast sites. In order to combat the growing Grease Easy problem, a task force was formed led by federal agent Lawrence Edward Otnes. His first job to gather together a group of men who were brave, resourceful, honest, and beyond reproach. He started a search at local police stations. Well, we're certainly proud to have you heard our police station, Mr. Otnes. Please, everyone calls me L.E., Captain, um... Yakamoto. Charm. And how would you like to begin? I'd like to see the men in action. Can you take me to the firing range? Certainly, there's men practicing right now. It's right through this door here. Stand by on the range. You'll find a lot of talented men here, Ellie. I'll be the judge of that. Stand by on the range. Fire when ready. You're fired. You're fired. I'm impressed. Let me go talk to the boys. All right, me lads, pipe down, pipe down. Pop, I put that pipe down. There's no smoking in here. Blow me down. This gentleman wants to talk to you. Go right ahead, Ellie. As you may have heard, I'm L.E. Otnes, and I'm here to break up the Greasies. Who here would like to be a part of my task force? I notice every one of you raised your hands except for that fellow in the back. You there. Why didn't you raise your hand? Well... Are you some kind of rebel, some sort of loose cannon, someone who plays by his own rules? Well, I really just wasn't paying attention. I like the cut of your jib, young man. Oh, I can cut one for you if you'd like. Come with me. The rest of you, you're dismissed. You heard the man, boys. You're dismissed, no. And remember, you've got class in five minutes. Take and graft. Don't miss it unless you pay me off. Ellie Otnes also took recommendations from police officers that he trusted. Hey, uh, Ellie, you see that big dumb officer over there? The one picking his nose with his foot? Yeah, that's the one. What about him? I think he'd be great on your task force. I don't think he's exactly what I'm looking for. I'll give you 50 bucks if you take him off my hands. Officer, you're coming with me. Sometimes fate took a hand in the recruiting of new members. The newspaper says I'm not going to succeed. 
while fooey on the newspapers. This is what I think about them. You there, did you just drop that newspaper on the ground? I was aiming for that trash can and missed, officer. Sorry about that. Well, you're Ellie Arkness. Welcome to the big city. Yeah, thanks, officer. I'm glad you're here to clean up this town. But I'm afraid to render arrest for littering. Littering? Now, just a minute, officer. Uh, Cargo. She, Cargo. Let me put these cuffs on you here. Why, you sure take the law seriously. It's how we do things around here. Someone throws a gum wrapper, you smack them with a newspaper. Someone double parks, you drive a truck over them. Someone jaywalks, you trample them with an elephant stampede. That's the cheap cargo way. You know, I could use a gritty old curmudgeon on my team. Besides yourself, I assume. Yeah, yeah, well, I'd be glad to join. Excellent. You, uh... Want to take these cuffs off me? Not until you're booked. Let's go. Now, wait a minute. Off to the pool. With the addition of Officer Cargo, the group was complete. L.E. Otness gathered his team all together for the very first time. Youngblood, Rico, Cargo, Bumbles, Bob, Billy Bob, Bobby, Gummy, Lactose, Irving. Welcome aboard, each and every one of you. I've got a jib for you, cut by this officer here. You're welcome. And I'd like to welcome one and all with a hearty handshake. You first. Uh, gee, Mr. Otness, I'd like to, but I got this uh, thing about, uh, you know, contact. Uh, if you don't mind, can we just kind of wave? All right, you then. Uh, no, no, that spreads germs. Uh... You? Oh, no, 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 I get this thing against him. Touching. Certainly you. Ah, no, Mama, don't let me touch nobody, because uh, I kind of tend to break fingers. Well, that's just great. And so began the law enforcement career of L.E. Otness and the Don't Touch the next few months were very eventful and filled with action as L.E. Otness closed in on some of the biggest crime bosses in town. L.E., L.E., I've got some information. I'm a little busy right now. But this is important. I need to see these men brought to justice right now. No, you don't. They'll rerun this movie again tomorrow. All right, what have you got? We've got information on Mr. Big, the one we've been looking for for weeks. We got an anonymous phone call. Here, let me play it back for you. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Oh, sorry, that's for my personal collection. Let me try this one. The Rock has become a tourist attraction. Wait, I've got it here somewhere. All right. Let's get down to business. That's not it. I'll never forgive myself. Oops, wait. Any lateral movement. Oh, is this the flying saucer? Yes. And you could be served one thing only. It's you, Junior. Don't call me that, please. Wait, I found it. This is the anonymous phone call. Please leave your name and a message after the tone. This is Miss Schmackelheimer, Miss Sadie Schmackelheimer. The big boss that you're looking for is Brad Montworth. I really don't know how you people have missed him. You'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind over there. But we sure play a mean pinball. His secret office, well, if you can call it a secret, it's on the second floor above his grease easy at 937 Windsor Boulevard. And get this, the password to get in is password. No, really, he's that stupid. Please, 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 I beg of you, you must come arrest him. Better still, shoot him. Because if you don't, I certainly will. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Working on a hunch, Ellie Otness goes to visit Brad Montworth in his office above his grease easy. 
<laughs> Me a crime kingpin? Oh, it is to laugh. Besides, you have no proof. Oh, one grease easy? No, I'll be out in an hour. What you need is definite proof, like, like my books and my records, which I don't have here. They're safely hidden <laughs> in a wall safe at my house at 113 Plush Avenue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the greenish painting. It's, it's not the one with the ladies on it. It's the one with the horses on it with a lot of the green in the background there. Yeah, it's, it, you don't get mistakes. Go in the living room and, and turn left. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll never find that. <laughs> now get out of here. Copper. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, beep, 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 <laughs> go, go, leave, leave. I've got crime kingpin work to do here. <laughs> I didn't say that. Working on another hunch, Ellie Otnas acquires a search warrant to search Brad Montworth's home. Say, Ellie, if uh, Montworth's got a wall safe, you know it's going to be top quality. How are you going to get into it? An old friend, Rico. A top safe cracker who I sent up the river a long time ago. He's paddled back now, and he's gone straight. His name is Fingers Malone. He told me that if I ever need his help, to give him a call. So open that window, will you? Hey, Fingers! What? I need your help! I'll be right there! Gentlemen, I'd like you to meet one of the greatest safe crackers in the world. Fingers Malone. Mmm. <coughs> fingers Malone. Uh, Fingers Mal... Open the door, Rico. Fingers, are you out here? Why don't you come up? Because I'm in a wheelchair, you moron. You don't have an elevator. Oh, that's right. All right, boys, let's go down and get fingers. Welcome aboard, Fingers. Are you ready to go to Montwort's house? Yeah, let's do this. Guys? Hey, watch the ceiling fan. Yeah, it's you. One a.m. Ellie Otnes, the Untouchables, and Fingers Malone arrive at the Montworth Mansion. All right, Fingers. Boys, here's the plan. We gotta get inside Montworth's house. Fingers. Fingers? I'm at the bottom of the steps, you moron! All right, guys, let's go get fingers. On the count of three. One, Don't you two, drop me three! Oh, okay. Easy. Come on, Easy. Come on, Easy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, gee. All right, fingers, you're one of the best lock picks ever. Can you get this door open? Yeah, yeah, should be a piece of cake. Let me look at it here. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, yeah, that should be able to do it. Okay, yeah. You guys might want to step back just a little bit. Why is that? All right, let's go in. Fingers, remember where the wall safe is. Yeah, but I can't control this stupid wheelchair. Hey, hey. This is just dandy. Wait, how do you stop this crazy thing? Oh, great. Get him, boys. I'll get him. I'll get him. Put your slippery gun. Hand him off with the players. Look out for those invaluable objects to art. Safe. Great. Now open it up so we can get the incriminating evidence out. I'm way ahead of you. Fire in the... 
Geez, Fingers, I could have done this. Sure, but with only half the panache. <laughs> You've got a point there, Ellie. All right, all right. Let me look at these papers in the safe. This is exactly what we need. It's got all his inventory here. And oh, my gosh. He's going way beyond drinks. He's going way beyond burgers and fries. Look at this. Ding-dongs. Hostess cupcakes. Ho-hos. And Twinkies. We got him just in time. There's nothing that can stop us now. Attention in the house! This is the mob! We've got the house surrounded! Come up with your hands up! Looks like they've got us, boys. All right, mobsters, you'll never take us alive. Speak for yourself. Take this. All right, your reward. Love, have it, man. Young Blood, Rico, Keiko, Bumbles, Bob, Bobby, Billy, Bob, Gummy, Lactose, Irving. Let them know what we're made of. Water, mostly. A lot of carbon. There's trace minerals. No, 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 no. I mean, we gotta shoot at them. Oh. Like that? I'd rather you shot at them. Outside. Certainly there's pickets. Yeah, it's easier to see in here. Hey, what's going on here? This kind of battle is bad for business. Well, have you got a better idea? I certainly do. This bomb will wipe out all life forms in a three-block radius. All I have to do is push the... This is the Guardian of the Family-Friendly Rating. The ending of this particular scene has been changed. Thank you for your patience. Have you got a better idea? I certainly do. This is my peace leader. When I push this button, everybody will love everybody and stop fighting. What are we doing? Cease fire, everybody. Brad, we're coming out. No need. We're coming in, buddy. Youngblood, Rico, Kago, but all the rest of you. Come on, let's go meet these guys. Hey, how you doing? I'm certainly glad to meet yeah. you. Meet your friend. Can someone give me a push? I love you, man. I love you. Come here. Give me a hug. No, no hugs. No touch. Here we don't touch. Keep away. This is a glorious day. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Sing with me, guys. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. And so, with peace and happiness spread over the mob and the fans, the illegal distribution and selling of sugary, greasy goodies came to a halt. Yes. Oh, hello, little girl. What can I do for you? Hi, lady. You want to buy some kitty camper cookies? Oh, my goodness. That would be... Do you have skinny minties? Sure do. Only $200 a box. Quick, come inside. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm James Kennison, and I host a clean-cut comedy podcast called That Story Show, where we put your hilarious real-life stories and anecdotes in the spotlight. In other words, you send in your stories, and we share them with the world. We tell stories about embarrassing moments, miscommunications, people trying to get into the wrong cars, silly things kids say, goofy stuff our pets do, you know, stuff we can all relate to and laugh at. So listen and find out how you can send in your own stories to be read on an upcoming episode. 
Find That Story Show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or just say, Alexa, play that story show. Hope to hear from you soon. Here's something from Fred Passmore from Sheaf Laughs Comedy. You can find that over at ChristianSkitScripts.com. You know, it's good sometimes to get outdoors and enjoy the country life, walking in the fields and enjoying the sounds of the birds and the crickets, the smell of wildflowers and walking through the... uh, uh, dragging my feet through the grass. And here's this week's old-time radio moment, brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Heltley. Presenting the Whack of the Week. Once again, we come to that part of the program wherein Messrs. Abbott and Costello interview the metal giants of our time. Each week, we bring to our listeners a unique personality, someone whose creative ideas are richly deserving of public acclaim. Tonight's genius is a woman, a style creator, whose radical ideas on women's clothes threaten to revolutionize the world of fashion. She is the author of the book, Pooey on Fashion. And here she is, Miss Nancy Barton. Good evening, Miss Barton. Uh, you know, Mr. Costello has uh, told me that uh, you, your book, your very book is very helpful. Oh, really? But Mr. Costello, my book is for women. How could it possibly be helpful to you? Why, well, I've got a short leg on my kitchen table and your book just fits under it. All right, now, quiet. Now, don't make now never mind. Uh, Miss Barton, would you mind telling us some of your ideas on women's clothes? Oh, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, too many women are like sheep. They copy dresses of debutantes and other celebrities without regard to their own personality. Now, this fails to express individuality and frequently results in poor color harmony. Color harmony? What's that? It's very simple, Mr. Costello. For instance, if you were carrying a pink handbag, you wouldn't wear a green dress, now, would you? Oh, I wouldn't dare. Heaven forbid. What would the neighbors say? <laughs> Why, I'd be the laughing stock of my sewing circle. Mr. Costello? <laughs> you mean you belong to a sewing circle? Oh, yes. I just whipped up a swell dress for my wife. Uh, Costello, you made the dress yourself without having your wife with you? Yeah. How did you guess her size? Oh, I tried it on a beer barrel. <laughs> yes, I did. And then I took it home and I put it on my wife. Yes, and how did it look? It looked better on the beer barrel. <laughs> well, uh, what kind of a dress was it? I uh, mean, was it satin? Satin? It looked like somebody slipping. <laughs> well, um, from what you say, I take it Mrs. Costello is just a little overweight. A little overweight. <laughs> Listen, when Abbott gets on a scale, it says 135. When I get on a scale, it says 189. When my wife gets on a scale, it says one at a time. One at a time. Uh, tell me, Mr. Costello, where does she have all this extra weight? Well, if the bustle ever comes back, she won't have to buy one. <laughs> Well, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry, Mr. Costello, but I'm afraid your wife wouldn't look good in any kind of a dress. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Red. Why? When she wears <laughs> when she wears a sleeveless gown, people admire her. They stand up and cheer. Now that's ridiculous. Why should people stand up and cheer when they see your wife in a sleeveless gown? She's got an American flag tattooed on her arm. All right. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Costello, your wife must be very patriotic. I'll say she is. She's got another tattoo on her back, a map of North America. Every time she takes a deep breath, Mexico joins the Union. (laughs) Wait, 
Yeah, look, forget your wife. Uh, Miss Barton, I understand that you, uh, you recently designed a sensational costume called uh, Futuristic Fantasy, which is to be exhibited at the World's Fair, am I right? Yes, you're quite right. It throws all convention to the winds. You see, I took one of my models and I covered her with a veritable splurge of color. One dress and hat are rainbow color. Now, one shoe is blue and the other is yellow. The left side of her hair is dyed green while the right side is purple. It's remarkable. Have you ever seen anything like that, Costello? Not since I gave up drinking. <laughs> No, no, no. It doesn't look as bad as it sounds. It's really a dream. A dream? Mm -hmm. Don't kid me, lady. That's a nightmare. Infecting the color. Now, furthermore, the hat is quite chic. It has three roses with a ribbon on the side. <laughs> Could you think of anything more attractive? Yeah, four roses with a chaser on the side. <laughs> That's even more attractive for men. Especially if he's a musician. All right, all Especially right. if he's in Van Steven's yeah. well, band. We'll Especially that. if he's Van yeah, Steven's. Well, all right, never mind. Especially if he's Van. Yes, Especially yes. if. Yes. Especially. All right, now. Uh, I ain't got any more. All right, well, keep quiet. We're supposed to be discussing clothes. Okay. Miss Barton, what do you think I ought to wear at a dinner party tomorrow night? Well, now, that depends. Uh, is it a catered affair? I mean, is it being arranged by a caterer? Well, a what? A uh, caterer. Look, when we had that party at my house last week, who supplied the food? Salvation Army. <laughs> Well, if this party you're going to is informal, you can wear your tweed. Why, sure. I, I can wear my what? Your tweed, Costello. Your tweed. I think you're tweed, too. Oh, don't. Kiss me. Now, never mind that. Now, let's get back to Miss Barton. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, Mr. Abbott, there are other things besides clothes that contribute to the charm of a woman. For instance, my lady must be careful to choose a perfume in keeping with her personality. Uh, Mr. Costello, does your wife like things scented? No, she just has them wrapped up, carries them home herself. <laughs> I am talking about perfume, Shorty. <laughs> Every woman has a favorite brand. Uh, you think your wife would care for my sin? No, ma'am, she don't care what you do. No, no. <laughs> my sin is perfume. All right, some people's is drinking, some is gambling, so your sin is perfume. No, no, no. If I was you, I wouldn't go around bragging about it. Look, talk sense, please. My sin is an expensive perfume, but my wife likes Cody Sheep. What a coincidence. My wife likes McGarrett's goat. McGarrett's <laughs> goat? Oh, I have never been so insulted. As far as I'm concerned, this interview is at an end. Yes, ma'am. There you are. Now, you see, Miss Barton walked out on it. And there's thousands of women listening in who expected to get styled. That's Information right. on That's style. That's all right. From now on, I'll take care of it. I'm going to tell the women all over the nation what to wear. You better. Ladies, dear, dear ladies, have you lost your ump? Is your husband cold to you because you have no allure? He is the rat. But I'll tell you what to do. Go out and buy yourself a bleary flero. And a chick little hat trimmed with panting petunias and drooping daisies. Next, put a dab of perfume behind each ear. Personally, I prefer canal number five. <laughs> and after that, have your nails done over in the latest color, a gruesome green. Then when you're looking your best and you're just adorable and fascinating, <laughs> send for me. <laughs> Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.